Welcome to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to be talking all things Chelsea as usual. My name is Olivia Bazaglo, and joining me today, as always, the last couple of weeks, it's Charlie and Chris. Uh, Charlie, how are you? You feeling any better about the situation after us getting another win? I mean, look, uh, we're, we're playing. We've got some great results at the minute. Um, two showers uh, brought in a good system, so it's very pleasing from that point of view. But as I said last week, I, you know, I think the the problems as the club as a whole are, are far kind of bigger than that. Yeah. Um, so that's still upsetting. But you know, you can't knock what the team's doing at the minute. So yeah, that's making me very happy. Uh, and Chris, what about you? Yeah. Um... Similar, really, yeah, but uh, it's been a good run of results. Probably a favourable fixture list, but um, we yeah. do need a decent foundation to build on. Definitely. And I think on this pod, we've always, we've spoken about it. We are very much obviously still angry and upset about how Lampard and the situation was handled. But we, of course, do support the team and we are obviously very happy that Chelsea are winning. But we're going to try and not talk about Lampard as much because we've got to look forward and, and obviously talk about Thomas Tuchel. The first thing I want to speak about is... This team selection, Charlie, I think is the biggest talking point of yesterday. Do you think Chelsea have gone a step backwards with that team selection? You know, Kepper in goal, Azpilicueta, Rudiger, Alonso, Kovacic, Jorginho. Do you think that's a step back? You know, Billy Gilmore not even on the bench, Reese James, Ben Chilwell on the bench. What do you make of what did you make of that when you first saw that team selection come out yesterday? I mean, yeah, I com- I completely agree with what you're getting at there. Um it is slightly regressive, although, you know, it, it's getting results at the minute. And I think what was crucial after such a bad run of form with this favourable fixture list is that we got the results. I think that it's probably better long term that Ben Chilwell plays. I think it, um, and not Marcus Alonso. I think it's better long term that Reese James plays. Um, and I think given that we're not going to win the league, I'd, I, I'd like to see players like that reinstated pronto. Um, what you can't knock is is some of the performances of those players um, at the minute. Although as a as a club going forward, I'd I'd like to see I'd like to see kind of the younger players playing, and I I think that was kind of the most pleasing thing about about what we've had over the last eighteen months. And it's it's disappointing to see that slip away, but you know you can't knock if it's you can't knock it if it's getting results. Definitely, and and Chris, obviously the most interesting one yesterday was Kepper in goal. Do you think that Thomas Tuchel, because he came up post-match and said, Mendy is my number one, Mendy will be my number one for the rest of the season. Do you think he put him in because he knew that Newcastle without Callum Wilson were going to pose absolutely no threat whatsoever? Give credit to him. He made a good save when he needed to. But do you think that was the thinking behind it? Or what, what thinking did Tuchel have behind playing Kepa? That's a good point. I hadn't actually thought of that, to be honest. But yeah, that, that would make sense, perhaps. Um an easy day at the office at home to Newcastle without without Wilson. But um, yeah, I think as Charlie sort of said, he's got a bit of a conundrum now because he's using these experienced players. He said he would do that at the start just because he wasn't familiar with the players. He was just going to use the experienced players. And because that's been working, now he has this situation where we've got all this talent sat on the bench. And because he's playing three at the back, um, there's not actually any space for the more attacking players apart from kind of one or two of them. Um, so it'll be interesting to see when he sort of reintegrates them because as, yeah, as much as we're playing well, um, it's not the most exciting football still in my opinion. <laughs> um, and 
those attacking players can kind of bring that excitement and supposedly that's one of the things he's been brought in to do um so yeah i think he he's clearly trying to use the squad um show willingness to to rotate and that no one is uh no one's career is over at chelsea which kind of felt the case with players like uh kepper and marcos alonso before lampard left definitely i think Obviously, Tuchel said that he wants to give everyone like a fair go, and I think, and I think that's like obviously a good idea. As a new manager, he can do that. But I just think long term, Reece James has the potential to be absolutely world class. He's only 20, 21 years old, and I just worry that you know, for as long as Tuchel, for as long as we keep winning, Reece James is going to be on the bench. And I just think that he wants to go to the Euros. Players like him and Ben Chilwell, especially, that it could cause some upset if it carries on. But I understand at the moment. When he's just come in, he wants experience and I get that. But it, it will be interesting, like you said, Chris, to see how that changes in this tough period we've really yeah. got and in the games against Atletico Madrid, which, of course, really important. But obviously one massive thing, let's let's flip it to, to one of the players that we've all backed on here. We all, I've said from day dot, I have no doubt this guy is going to come good. And I know he will, and hopefully it's the start of it. But Timo Werner, his performances over the last couple of weeks have been really good. He's been one of our best players, albeit not scoring. Charlie, he finally found the back of the net and he nearly missed it. But how happy were you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was great. It, it was great that he's finally got that goal. And it's a bit of a cliche, but hopefully that kind of opens the floodgates for him. Um, like you say, last couple of games he's played very well. He's um, won us a lot of penalties. He set up a couple of goals, so that was kind of the icing on the cake. He didn't; it wasn't the cleanest strike he's ever going to hit. But I, I, I think sometimes that's almost what you need to break one of these like uh, goal-scoring droughts. So um, yeah, look, good, good moment for him. I just think you know he needs to be needs to make sure that the the that game the that fourteen-game spell without a goal that was the blip, not the norm. You know, so yeah. he, he he now needs to build on that, build on the couple of good performances and, and the goal um, with, with a hot streak of form now. Yeah, and I think it would obviously start, you know, we got Atletico, we got have got a really tough run of games coming up. But yeah, he's mm. also someone I'm considering putting in my FPL team because if he wins penalties and gets assists, he's exactly what you want in, a, well, in an FPL player as well. So. This, is, this is a massive week for Werner, isn't it? First goal after 14 games and he makes you all line up. Well, <laughs> I'm not, I haven't done it yet, but, you know, he got five points last week. He got 10 points against Sheffield United and then he got another five or even more maybe um, against Newcastle. And that's what you want from a striker. You just want consistent yeah. returns in FPL. So, listen, Patrick Bamford <laughs> has done it on and off. So, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to try and make some money and see if I can get Werner in. Um, well, he's, Christian... he's, already impressed, uh, he's already impressed Tuchel, so Buzaglo is the next uh, Exactly. <laughs> He's doing a good job of it so far. Um, Chris, you mentioned this earlier about not necessarily playing the nicest football. I think, like we said, Timo Werner's been a, 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 an impressive part of, of t the Thomas Tuchel, like his start of his reign. Is this the best we've played all season? Or is it just a case of we've been OK and getting over the line against not the best opposition? Um, yeah, it's not the best we've played all season. We definitely had a uh, kind of hot patch uh trying to think when it was i think sort of october one game in particular stands out when we went away to burnley and played lovely football absolutely mm. dominated the game and won the game comfortably um at the moment i think we are we're just absolutely dominating the ball which in itself makes it very difficult for an opponent and then um kind of 
converting from the few opportunities clear opportunities we do create which is is a plus um but yeah i mean the first half was good last night the second half really wasn't and i thought we we took the foot off the gas and tuchel himself was was clearly angry about that after the game um but yeah as i said i think it's a bit of a concern because he's he also said after the game that he doesn't doesn't really have any plans to to change the lineup while things are going well uh which is a bit of a worry considering yeah we're not we're not playing the most exciting brand of football and we have all that talent sat on the bench both both defensive like Reese James and Ziyech uh Kai Havertz to come back I mean presumably if if um all those reports are to be believed about why he was appointed Havertz is going to going to come back in, in in some way or form so it's going to be interesting um but yeah i think against stronger opposition it'll be harder to kind of grind out wins in with this style mm. i think you you mentioned Havertz there krish I, I feel like this formation would be perfect for him because he's a number 10 we almost play with two number 10s we don't play with wingers like Timo Werner plays just off the striker but also drifts out to the left like we saw yesterday with with um with the goal with Giroud's goal so this could be the the formation that gets the best out of Kai Havertz um which could be really interesting when he comes back I'm I'm quite interested to see the lineup for the big games for Atletico Madrid at away or obviously at a neutral ground but I think that's when we'll gauge who Thomas Tuchel really trusts and who he doesn't but we're in the top four as it stands for the first time in months. Um, it's going to be tough. We're now only four points behind Man United and Leicester with Man United to play in a few weeks. Um, of course, a couple of points ahead of Liverpool as well. We can't really ask for much more, can we, in Tuchel's first few games? Do you think we can maintain this form now? Um, it's going to be a real test, Charlie, um, because we, we're not playing Burnley and Sheffield United and Newcastle every week. Um, but do you reckon now we can we can sort of maintain this and sort of even look maybe further ahead of us in the table, or is that a bit too soon? Do you reckon? Well, I think you know, um, there's in terms of the club's goals, there's not a great deal between finishing second and finishing fourth. Mm. Uh, I don't think you know we're we're not going to win the league. So I think now that we are in the top four, the aim has to be to stay there. I, I expect us to do that. I, I I think we the players we have, we've always been capable of that, and that was. That was true in August. It was true at Christmas, and it's true now. Um, so I, I, I think that will be the goal for the rest of the season, and it should be. You know, there's there's teams all around us, either like Liverpool, who are, who you know, obviously we expect to bounce back, but they're in you know terrible, terrible form. And there's other there's other teams who are in better form than kind of their average suggests. So I, I do think these things kind of even themselves out every season, and I expect us to be third or fourth come the end. And Chris, what do you reckon? I think I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm optimistic because I think you know you, we've seen what a few games can do. You can move up the table massively. Um, and I, I, I think I'm like Charlie. I do think we'll make top four, but that's also because the teams below us are so inconsistent as well. You know, you look at Everton losing to Fulham. You look at Villa losing, uh, drawing to Brighton, and drawing and losing to West Ham. So, I think this could be our our spot to lose now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the table is finally starting to take shape after what has been sort of a hectic half season but there, there is some real kind of you can kind of see teams finishing where they are now if that makes sense um whereas before we obviously had that that's nine different teams topping the league um I think at this stage it's pretty clear that that City <laughs> will likely finish there um <laughs> and 
yeah, just like last season, Leicester are sort of in and about the top four um, and we're there again. And yeah, I think Tuchel, at least, even though it's been a favourable fixture list, he's shown that in the games we should win, he will win. Um, mm. And that will be key going towards the end of the season, I think, because Man United are perfectly capable of dropping a lot of points, as are Leicester. Um, I like West Ham. I like what David Moyes has done, but I don't see them kind of maintaining what they're doing, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, and then and then that that ultimately makes sort of um i mean liverpool will climb again but then you've got everton and villa who again shouldn't long term seriously threaten aside with chelsea's quality yeah i think next next week the atletico game and the man united game that gives us a much better indication of where we are Definitely, in terms yeah. of in terms of where chelsea want to be I think they're they're both huge games. If we can go into the second leg against Atletico, still in the, you know still within a good shout of qualifying, and it and certainly if we get a good result against Manchester United, then I think we can start being a lot more optimistic about about this team and in this system going forward. That's going to be the main test next week. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we were talking about, I think a few weeks ago, we were talking about how tough Southampton would be as a game, and that shows how quickly things change because now. Yeah. Now that's just looking mm. like another another favourable one to kind of continue mm. this this building, I guess, that we're doing um, ahead of ahead of those tough games. Definitely, well, Southampton, of course, Chris, they're in awful form. But do Chelsea have a habit of when teams are playing badly to let them ter- suddenly turn up on the day? Chelsea have had a habit, not even under Lampard, under managers, every manager we've had. Chelsea have just had a habit of letting players that don't often score, score goals against us. And teams that are on an awful run beat us. Now, Wolves was a perfect one this season. You know, they hadn't won in however many, then they play us and they beat us. And I remember more specifically Bournemouth last year on like a 10-game losing run and West Ham. Both, we lost them both at Stamford Bridge. So we've got to make sure that that doesn't happen again because dropping points against Southampton would be a massive, massive loss to this team, wouldn't it? Uh, oh sorry yeah 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 Yeah. um definitely I think uh as I said yeah Tuchel in these early days has shown that he can win these games so I'm expecting us to win but obviously away from home um it's a different kettle of fish and Ralph Hasenhutl is a great um a great coach in my opinion so yeah I mean these teams do have to bounce back at some point we're going to lose a game at some point um so anything can happen um but I think, as we all probably feel, I would again expect another Chelsea victory by maybe one or two goals, but a, a probably low scoring the way we've been going. Is Charlie, is this, if Southampton's run a form, sort of false reading in a way? Because you look at their team and, you know, they, they're, they're much better than a than a 9-0 thrashing at Man United and, and no disrespect Um to Wolves, but, you know, a 2-1 defeat there as well. Is this false reading or are Southampton just in a really bad place at the moment? Because they've got a great team. And one thing we cannot do is give them a free kick anywhere outside the box because for James Ward-Prowse, that is like a penalty. And that is so worrying when facing a team like Southampton that are in awful form. You know, one thing like that can just change it massively. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing is they're very good with the ball um, and, and, and they'll look to... They will look to kind of impress themselves on the game much more than you know some of the teams we faced in the last few weeks so we certainly can't um take them for granted they're certainly not going to be you know um <laughs> i mean al- almost the team that didn't want the ball at all was tottenham which was weird 
um <laughs> but they're but they're, they're they're certainly not they're certainly not going to be some of the teams we faced um they they have they are a very good side and i i think that the project and the 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 kind of identity that hassan huttle has built there um again it's you know it's a longer term thing like we were talking about with chelsea before it's a longer term thing than mm. yeah getting uh getting absolutely pummeled nine nil um like, you know it happened to them last season and yeah. they still they still kind of finish fairly strongly and um they'll get out of this we need to, we just need to make sure that it's not against us that they that they start playing uh they start playing well again i think if we if we mm. you know we're a better side than southampton so you know if, if we uh if we're able to control the game in in the way that we have um we'll win but i just think you know we need to be treating them like the side that went on a great run not the side that not the side on their current run I mean, you talk of you know they 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 played really well at Stamford Bridge when um when when we played them earlier in the season. Timo Werner scored two brilliant goals. I think they would have learned, Chris, not to play a high line against someone like Timo Werner because he absolutely destroyed their defence in the home fixture. Um, and I'm assuming you would expect Timo Werner to you know off the back of his goal to start again and to cause Southampton some real problems on the weekend. Yeah, obviously we've got that big game coming on Tuesday, but I, I expect he will start and especially it looks like uh, Tammy is going to be out for a little bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that could be a decent opportunity to to bring, it finally kind of opens up a space in that attacking third of the pitch. So maybe we'll see um, a Havertz come in if he sticks with that same formation and sort of play off, um, off either Giroud or Werner just like, Werner did last night in that sort of left uh, left 10 position they call it I think but um, yeah I think he'll have to pick his team carefully because um, I'm sure he will obviously the Champions League isn't our priority but I'm sure he'll want to do as best he can as we said it, it, that that Atletico game and the Man United game are the kind of first um, real tests of, of Tuchel since he came in uh, against sides who were above us and, and in better form than us or well I guess United were not anymore but mm. um, yeah uh, so I expect I mean it, it what's good is that he has the the players to rotate because we've been mm. leaving out all this attacking quality there's plenty of players who can come in and we should still be strong uh, it just depends whether they players like Ziyech and Pulisic can can hit some form because that's been the problem for them um, yeah, we'll get on to Pulisic in a minute. I think it's quite a subject that quite a lot of people want to talk about. But before we get on to the Q and A, Charlie, I just want to meant just want to speak to you about Thiago Silva because Thomas Tuchel said when he went off in that game against Sheffield United that they were aiming to get him back for Southampton. Is it a case of leaving him out of Southampton altogether to make sure that man is a hundred percent fit for Atletico Madrid? Um, no, I don't. No, I don't think so. I think if he's fit against Southampton, he should play. Um, I mean, it, it it would be almost as risky to kind of not play him if he is and then have him rusty going into the Atletico game. Uh, we saw at the start of the season, he took a couple of games to get going. So I think it's, I think if he can play against Southampton, it's better to kind of give him a run out and then we really do need him on Tuesday and the, the following Sunday or whenever it is against Man United. Um, so yeah, I, you know, Thiago Silva is superhuman fit. He's able, he's able to play, you know, a few games in succession. So mm. Uh, and and you know our defense looks ten times okay. better in it. So I think if he's <laughs> oh, yeah. if he's any plays, 
Definitely, right. Okay, let's get on to the Q&A now. And this is something we've spoken about, Chris spoke about a little bit. Um, Pete has, um, has, has tweeted us and said um, he wants to ask about Pulisic's situation at Chelsea and how he's obviously been left out of, this, of, of the starting 11 guys. What, what is Tuchel's role for, for Pulisic? And do you think he's leaving him on the bench because he knows the impact he can have off it? Or do you think there's something going on behind closed doors, Chris, that we're not so aware of? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, this is obviously a player Tuchel has. God, I keep changing my pronunciation of his name every time. <laughs> I really need to <laughs> find some consistency. Tuchel um, has has worked with before at Dortmund, and I think similarly with Ziyech, as well as them not necessarily fitting the system he's gone for early doors they're also not in particularly great form. So I think it just kind of makes sense to take them out of the firing line. Um, as I said earlier, he is going to get to a point where he will need to give these players more minutes because naturally they'll be unhappy at not playing. Um, and it just depends when that when that moment arises, really. Um, I Yeah, I don't think anything's going on behind closed doors. I think they have a good relationship. Um, and I think any any... Chelsea fan will tell you that he's probably not been playing well enough recently to justify uh, a regular start, and that it's as simple as that, really. Well, a lot, a lot of, I think a lot of fans. Um, the questions that people have sent in are a lot about the team selection and, and specific players because we've got so many players and trying to fit them all in. Like Thomas Tuchel is trying in that formation is really difficult, especially attacking wise. Um, and Bally Junior said. Um, a rumour that Ziyech is considering a Chelsea exit. Um, hopefully they won't make the same mistake they made of Mo Salah. Do you think, I mean, from Ziyech's body language against Barnsley, I just, he didn't look great. He wasn't, he was getting really frustrated. Do you think Hakim Ziyech, he's not one of these players, it's not the same situation as Mo Salah, is it? Where you know, sort of let him go, then he comes back. He's, he's, he's sort of coming into the peak of his, his career. And do you think Tuchel's going to fit in, he's going to fit into Tuchel's plans, Charlie, or not? Um, well, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of doing a Mo Salah, he's, he's, he's older than Salah was, as you said, mm. Olivia. Um, I think, you know, it's a similar situation with Pulisic. So it's not, there's possibly not a natural role for him in this in this system, um, particularly if you say, well, Mount is going to play and Werner is going to play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, it's just about him getting back in form, very similar to Pulisic. I think Pulisic's fitness is kind of a bigger issue. Um the one thing I'll say about Zayac, I think when we were playing well in that spell we mentioned, sort of October, November time, I thought defences just didn't know what to do against Zayac. I thought yeah. that that diagonal ball over the top mm -hmm. um, was just such a good weapon for us. I'd really like to see that kind of persisted with a little bit and that, and that given some time. Having said that, when he in the last couple of months, when he has got an opportunity, like you said against Barnsley, Olivia, he was very poor in that game. He was very poor in a couple of other games where his off the ball work um, is just not there. And especially if you could, especially if you compare it to someone like Mason Mount, um, you know, it just pales in comparison. Look, we know he's not that sort of player. He is like a kind of mercurial player. Um, but, you know, it's a good weapon to have in the squad. And I, I would like to see a little bit of flexibility in the system to allow players as clearly talented as, as Zayic and, and Pulisic to kind of get a little bit more time. 
Yeah, and, and the Jishag has uh, tweeted, but I think we've we've sort of already answered his first question, his first part question about ZX. He said he said I also find the decision to say Christensen over Zuma a bit off, given the set piece threat that Zuma offers. Chris, we're not we're not that much of a threat from set pieces anymore. I don't feel like in the Thomas Tuchel reign we've we've taken advantage of set pieces as much as we did at the first part of the season, and Zuma was a massive part of that. Yeah, I think that's sort of emblematic of of that change in style because. Um... Kristen is obviously Chris. Sorry, Kristen. Christensen is obviously hmm. um, a very good ball playing centre back. Probably not as good defensively in my in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it, it's emblematic of that change in style. He's good with the ball at his feet. We have a lot of possession with the ball on the deck. Um, that is where he excels really. Um, Zuma, yeah, I think great in the box from corners. Um, but yeah, as you say, we've seen a lot less of that. Um, I remember looking at the stats a little while back and we by a country mile we we put in the most crosses in the Premier League um mm. and it does feel obviously um Giroud's goal came from a, a a parried out cross last night but we're playing slightly differently in the um the supply is coming kind of lower from Werner getting in down that left flank and putting in flat balls rather than a lot of crossing but yeah i guess obviously from corners we just haven't had the same success but and that yeah that could easily be something to do with zuma zuma not playing mm. and just finally i'm going to ask what answer one more question and patty moffa has said why is kante on the bench now i i find this really interesting obviously don't fix what's not broken Georgina and Kovacic especially Kovacic yesterday i thought was unbelievable i thought he were him or timo Werner were definitely man of the match but Against Atletico Madrid, Charlie, are you sticking with Jorginho and Kovacic? Because when we don't have the ball, Jorginho is ineffective. It's almost like he's not there. And I think someone with the energy of N'Golo Kante would suit this game to a T. What do you reckon? Um, I generally I agree with you. I think given that they are starting to redevelop that understanding together, Jorginho and Kovacic, I think... I think Tuchel will certainly stick with with the both of them for the Atletico Madrid game. Well, I, I also think that the Kante that's coming on isn't necessarily that Kante that that has yeah. done so well in you know previously and and actually did so well at the Wanda against um, against yeah. uh, Atletico. You remember he I, th- I think he he played like really high on the right to kind of pin to kind of pin their fullbacks back. And when mm-hmm. he's come on, he hasn't necessarily come on in that deeper role. Um, so I, yeah, I think he'd be on the bench against Atletico. Um, and I, you know, we, we talked about it for quite a lot last week. I'm I'm not sure it's the Kante that we all know and love quite yet. Um, I'm hoping he gets, I'm hoping he starts against, um, Sheffield United in the cup. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I still think he's one of the biggest assets we have as a club, but in terms of the Atletico Madrid game, I think that Tuchel is, is fairly happy with, with what he's seeing from Jorginho and Kovacic. Definitely. Well, thank you, everyone, for your questions and thank you for listening. That's all we've got time for. Charlie and Chris, it's been a pleasure as always. If you can drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already and if you've enjoyed what you heard. Now, we'll be back again next week and it'll be a massive pod to review the Southampton game, but also talk through the first leg of our massive Champions League tie against Atletico Madrid. Hopefully, it's a positive result. We'll see you all next time on wherever you may be. (laughs) 